everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is February 22nd, 2024. I want to mention our good friend Brian Curry to start the show. Again, right now, the real estate market's a little crazy. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I look at it all the time, not only in yep. San Diego, but all over. I'm saying, am I going to be one of those guys that says, I got to get the hell out of here? No, I do. <laughs> Brian Curry is that guy to find your perfect home in San Diego County. You can stay here. Let Brian show you how. At the same time, if you have a home that you're looking to sell, don't forget, Brian's the guy to do that for you. Get the most for your buck. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. You know, I've talked about this in the past, and we, we've said all the different things that Brian can do for you. Man, uh, the, the list of accomplishments, it's a city block long. Yeah. But, you know, Dave, every night I drive down here, and I drive down the five, and I come right through downtown. I think I need to move downtown and I need to apply for about 11 HOA boards because what I'm going to do is I'm going to ban the use of colored Christmas lights. What are we doing down here? Not the parade of lights. It's just, it's just your goddamn condo. Okay. Calm down. Not running dance fever. That place. God, you're so fucking neurotic in this town. You, your tiny little egos just need stroking constantly. Take the goddamn purple Christmas lights down, okay? We all live here. This is not your Steve Ballmer estate. And I mention that because... Yeah, why are you so mad? Because it's stupid. Well, somebody just, likes the lights. I don't know what to tell ah, you. Ah, it's so dumb. Why don't you just put 45 lava lamps out around and try to draw more attention... To the fact that your grandfather left you money and you live on the 17th floor at 16th and Imperial where people are down front jacking off on your driveway. How fun. Congratulations. You hit the lottery. And when I talk to Brian Curry, I'm going to be like, see this asshole? Don't put me anywhere near this fuck face. Okay, we got it. Okay, we got it. <laughs> you got it. I'm going to put you out here. I'm going to tell you this, yes. Dave. I think you need to move. Okay. And I think I need to move. Oh, really? Because something happened today. It probably put a little bit of an edge to me. Brian Curry, we're going to call you 619-251-1588. Dave's got to go. I absolutely have to go. And what hurts the most, Dave, is that the realization, this is going to impact everybody in this audience. Okay. Because Dave and I talk about it off the air all the time. We've lost count. How many times on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, Dave and I are said, told, hey, guys, just wanted to say thanks for being awesome. <laughs> and Dave responds the way I do. Hey, it's just me being me. Right, Dave? That's how I do it. Exactly. But, but today, Dave, I realized yeah. we may not be as awesome as everybody thinks, what mainly you and me. Oh, that's sad. And the hard part is... The realization happened at the hands of the one true love in my life. Now, if I said to you, Dave, who's the one true love in my life? I'm going to give you two hints. She's known us the entire time of this show. She does know us. So it's not Angie Dickinson. No, that's or, why I thought you were going. No, nah, I thought it should be. But she's known us the entire time of this show. Okay. Okay. And I'll give you one more hint. She's been a guest on the podcast. Laura Kane? Yes. Laura Kane is the one true love of my life. Okay. I love Laura Kane. Does she know this? 
Yes, yes. She told me a day she loves me. Okay. Because I called her because her podcast, if people are not watching Laura Kane After Dark, this fucking show is so funny. Dave, I was crying at work today. Because Wait, I'm at work. I, I, yeah, oh, I was working, but I had it on in the background. Wink, wink. Okay, this is the topic her and Eric did. Yes. And I'm going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to let everybody in the audience will just pause for dramatic effect to let you all do it. They played What's Your Price? Okay. And the topic, they had a variety of different things. I'll give you a couple of them. But it was the one right off the top that impacted me and realized that we may have to leave. Okay. The question was, Dave... How much money would it cost you to tell five couples in the maternity ward that their baby's ugly? Five. How much could you do it for? $10,000. God damn. You may not have to move. Yeah. They said 10000 Yeah, I would say 10000 I was like, I don't know, 4500 But I... <laughs> So, Dude, why? Why are you such a jerk? I didn't mean to be. I was just like, oh, what's the number? So I'm watching and I'm playing along. I'm like, oh boy, you know. Five Four, couples. Five couples. This I, is can, this is how I would do it. This is 900 a couple. I'm like, shit, that's pretty good. That's 4,500 wipes out like 11 car payments for me. This is what I would do though, $10,000. I literally would say. They'll grow out of it? No, I'd go back to them after I did it. And go, look, here's a thousand bucks. <laughs> Damn your kids. Yeah. Like, no, here's yeah, a thousand but- bucks. I had a deal worked out. You know oh. what I mean? I'd feel bad. I, I would let okay, him. Okay, well, you walk with suffer. five. I walk with 4,500. Yeah, but dude, I'm sleeping at night. You're just a dick. I know. What's Lord, wrong? For $4,500, I know. That's it, what I'm saying. It. Dude, you're you're worse than I thought. That's so the then, saddest thing I've ever heard. So then, Lord, tell- why sell yourself short? I know. I, I thought I was shooting high. I thought Eric would come in at like 800. Oh my God. Did Laura say she could do it for 10,000? I think she was like 15,000. Yeah. Eric was like 10. Their producer yeah. was like 10. No, Eric, yeah. No, she's too nice. I can't see her doing That's it. That's what she said. Yeah, she's too nice. So then we started talking. Have you seen her son, Charlie Kane? Charlie Kane could be in Hollywood. I haven't seen Charlie in years. No, but he's on her Instagram. Okay. If you follow her Instagram, Laura's got two beautiful kids. But then she was telling me, oh boy. Charlie, when he was a baby, he he was all jacked up. Is that what she said? Yeah. I said, oh, you should see my kids. I tried to leave them at the mall all the time. She's like, ah, well, at least they grew out of it. I go, ah, for the most part. But Charlie Kane could be in Hollywood. So, all right. Well, if any of you came in at 10000 or higher, you could stay. I got to go. Yeah. And and I was exposed by the one true love of my life. All right, Dave, here's, I'll give you two okay. more that she brought up. Go ahead. How much would it cost you to swallow a dime? Ooh. Dude, that's a good one, man. I, I definitely don't want problems. Um, $10,000. I did it for free. Oh. I got... Uh, Not on purpose, did you? Oh, we got so fucked up at a dollar night at Hennessy's in Carlsbad. How old were you? Oh, God, 24. And I came back to Yogi's. And I was with our buddy Kyle Outlaw. Yeah. And. Is his last name really Outlaw? Yeah. Holy shit. Graduate, uh, played football at Tennessee. Yeah. Coach Outlaw. That's a great, that's a great name. For yeah, a, a lot, of, lot of families know Coach Outlaw from his time at St. Augie. 
Amazing guy, like family to me. So somebody in his family was like on a wanted poster. Yeah. <laughs> Not him. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. But think about it. If you have the name Outlaw, that came from somewhere. Yeah. And so... I come to Yogi's and Kyle has not had the night that I've had. And he's just hanging out. And why he put up with me, I have no idea. But he sat with me for a little bit at the table as I proceeded to, I had a beer. We'd been doing shots at Jaeger. And I just proceeded to just, I had loose change in my pocket. So I had a quarter. Are you that guy that walks in the room and just jiggles the change? So (laughs) you're happening guy? No. I just go, hey, Kyle, check it out. And I throw a quarter in my mouth, and he's like, okay, you're going to stop. Why right would you now. do that? Because I didn't you know no, left from right. No fear of germs or anything? Yeah, nothing. Dime, boom. And I got to the third one, which was a nickel, and I was immediately cut off by that old grouch, Jimmy Orlando, namesake of Jimmy O's in Del Mar. He's like, okay, that's it. You're done. I go, what the fuck? I still got three pennies and a dime left. Like, get the fuck out of here. Come back tomorrow. So I did that one for free. That's the dumbest thing I've ever uh, heard. Very so right dumb. now, like you literally have change in your body. Yeah, probably. How's that gallbladder doing? Uh, it's gone. Yeah. It's probably in there. Fuck. Probably looked like an old lady's change yeah. purse when they took it out. Yeah. No wonder I had gangrene. I hadn't even no thought kidding. about that. It was, maybe it was the fucking money that you ate. All right. Now, here's the. Why so would you the, admit this? Oh, what do I care? <laughs> What if your kid told you they did that? You'd be so mad. Ugh, so stupid. Just because your dad swallowed about $2.48 in change, and Kyle was so mad. My friend Wendy, you know Wendy, she just went home. She just left me there drinking uh, Sierra Nevadas. That's crazy. I know. Okay, here's the next one, the third one. Good Lord. I'm telling you, this is why I'm on edge, because the true love of my life ruined my day. I still love her. All right, how much, Dave, for you to spend 24 hours in a closed coffin? Dude, $100,000. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I could Could you sleep overnight? I can't stand an MRI. Oh, I can't do that either. I can do an MRI. Well, I mean, it doesn't really count. Like, if I haven't done on my knee. Yeah. But I had one when I was in that car accident. They had to get me out of there. Yeah. It's too much. No, MRI remind me of coffins. No. Um, Could you sleep overnight? In a closed coffin. No. No chance. Not closed. I no. couldn't either. No. And and I don't know about you or other people out there. Like, I'm a pretty sound sleeper. Like, there, there's mornings I wake yeah. up and it doesn't look like I've even moved from the position. <laughs> right? Like, you go to bed you and everything. And then yeah. there's other nights it looked like, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> Nothing fun. And, uh, but Yeah. But that one to me, I was like, I couldn't do it. No. I don't think I could even. What do they say? Uh, I didn't get their numbers on okay. that one. That's so busy working. Yeah. Um, but that's what they had posted. Uh, no, I'm not doing any of those things. You can go to YouTube and go to Laura Kane after dark. Yeah. And you can watch Laura and Eric and their producer go through it. I swear to God, that struck me so funny. Because you could just play that game all day. Oh, yeah. With crazy things. But I was like, who on that show is so fucked up in the head? Like, I get the coffin. To think of this shit? Yeah. Oh, to, it's Eric. You think so? 100%. To tell five families yeah. you got an ugly baby? Yeah, that's Eric. And then he told me, yeah, I hate kids. I could probably do it for less. 
<laughs> it's not the kids you're hurting. It's the parents you're hurting. I know. Nah, that's tough. Eric talks a big game. He's a nice guy. No, he is. He's a great guy. But at the same time, he's the one doing it. I don't. I think he. I think he talks big. I think if push came yeah. to shove and we had ten grand in cash, I don't think he could do it. Yeah. See, the reason I say no it's not Laura that came up with it. Yeah, you never heard that shit on Jeff and Jer. Can you imagine? <laughs> not Can you imagine show. what Detro would do? Yeah, they would never do that. Guys, we're gonna read poems to our wives because it's Valentine's Day. Dear Nina, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, give me a second here. Give me a second. I didn't know we were gonna play John Legend. <laughs> Uh, Lord, did you have something? Yeah, Jeff, I did. Hey, the one thing I wanted to bring up was name your price. How much would it take for you to tell somebody they have an ugly baby? God damn it, Laura. What? I'm a man of faith. What'd you just say on my show? What? <laughs> yeah. Just play the game with Jerry. How much would it cost to, to walk up and tell people you have an ugly cat? <laughs> That'd be great. That dude loves his cats. Dude, he does. Oh, my God, dude. Now, that's awful. That's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable situations like that. When you watch them on TV and you have to turn your head, that's one of those. You couldn't even watch it. You have to turn your head away. Right. From the what happened to the Laker game down here? Well, it's halftime. Oh, okay. So I flipped it over. And, you, you, dude, you, you jinx my team. You do it every time. It drives me crazy when we do shows when the Lakers or the Kings. How's the Kings doing over there? I know. I'm trying to watch because yeah. you don't pay for Hulu. No, I don't pay for Hulu. So I had a weird thing happen to me yesterday. This All right. Is, this is strange. I'm literally sitting a long day. You ever have those days where like one today, day feels like three days? God, today was one of those days. Yesterday, Yesterday was fine, but yeah, today, Jesus. I think my next two weeks are like really tough, but yeah. yesterday was was a long day and it just went on and on and on. And then finally, I, I call you and I say, hey, if we're doing the show, we got to do it late. Yeah. I was so fucking tired. And finally, by the time I walked in the house and sat down on the couch and my wife's right next to me and she's watching Grey's Anatomy again. And I'm just going, fuck, I just want to go to sleep. And then my phone buzzes. Mm. And as we're watching TV, Alyssa Milano is on television. No. Oh. Uh, is as uh, a sister of a sick patient. Dude, on my text, it's Alyssa Milano is writing oh, me. Oh, nice. She's never written me ever. You Let's know? Get her on the show. And so, dude, all of a sudden, I'm looking at the TV and I'm texting her. I look at Rita and I go, right now, Alyssa Milano is literally writing me. And I showed her the phone. Nice. It was. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, out of nowhere. Like, what the hell happened Well, here? get people up to date because Nicole Agert, who has been a part of this show for almost since yeah. the start. Since the start, we've been telling stories about Nicole. And has turned out to be just an amazing person, right? Yeah. Like, remember when we first got her on the show for your birthday and we told her all the stories about Dave going to Charles in charge? Man, she could have handled that a thousand different ways. She could have had an ego or an attitude, and she had none of it. She yeah. was so much fun and acted like she wasn't scared by your stalking habits. That's true. And I mean, just was such a champion and has always been such a champion and always been so incredibly nice. And we found out Dave share with people. We found out some unfortunate news that she's in a health battle. Like, yeah, I she, mean, she has cancer. And so she told me a, a couple months beforehand that she had cancer, but she was trying to figure out what she was going to do. She had a feeling she was a daughter. She has, she has two daughters. Oh, two daughters. She okay. has one that's uh, 25 years old who lives out of state, and she has one that's 12 years old. Okay, and I we see the 12-year-old yeah. on Instagram with exactly. her mom all the time. Just beautiful family. Yeah, and so it's just those three. I mean, they have a small family. So Nicole's parents aren't alive. She doesn't have any siblings. Uh, neither one of the girls' fathers are in the picture. So okay. it's just Nicole and those two girls. Okay. And so she says, 
you know, something's wrong. She goes, you know, found a, a giant lump. Yeah. Um, and this is just off there stuff yeah. we're talking about. And then she says, you know, I'm gonna go get it checked out. It's painful. Sure enough, not only does she have breast cancer, but it's also spread into her lungs. Jesus. So Christ. very scary. So she's, you know, gone through the process, finding the right doctor. She got rid of the doctor that she thought was going to go through the process with her just a week ago, found a doctor she likes, and she started chemo on Monday. Okay. So she had her first, you know, uh, treatment on Monday. Did a show with me yesterday. She was great. Wow. She cut her hair. I don't know if you I noticed. Saw that. She cut her saw hair today. very short because she said it's going to fall out. Yeah. It's going to fall out in clumps. And I figured the shorter it is, the less devastated I'm going to be when I lose my hair. God, she's cool. So she, um, you know, went going through the process. The way chemo usually works, if you know people that have gone through it, uh, I have two friends right now going through it, the exact same thing right now at the same time. Like I found out one day, next day, next day, three in a row. Jesus. And one of them who has lost their hair is completely devastated, you know, as the clumps come out, huge clumps. One of them says, it is what it is. Time to pull the clippers out. Gonna embrace yeah, let's go. not having your hair. And then Nicole's just said, I'm taking baby steps, cut the hair real short, falls out, it falls out. So um, Alyssa Milano is a friend of hers from mm -hmm. all the way back in Who's the Boss? And they haven't spoken in years. But Alyssa Milano reached out to her when all this went down and was great, came on the show with Nicole and me. And then the reason Alyssa wrote to me was, the, the text literally was, how's our girl doing? Oh, nice. Because she didn't want to bother, didn't know if she felt sick. Oh, that's didn't cool. Want to, but she wanted to make sure she was eating, make sure that she was set up with a meal train. What can I do? She was she was absolutely fantastic. But How cool is that? Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, I just want to let you know I did the show with you. I've had a crush on you for the last two weeks. It wasn't yeah, that. we knew that. I, I didn't get that one. No, nobody thought that. I got, how's Nicole doing? Meal train. What can we do for, for Nicole? Nice. Yeah, it was very nice. That's good, and keep everybody up to date on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, it's a serious fight, and she's yeah, yeah she's fighting for her girls, obviously, right? Just like we would. Are are the dads? Are they any? Not at all. No, Bo both two different dads. Both dads basically ran for the hills. Wow, heartbreaking. Yeah. So the girls don't even have, you know, their his last the the male's last name. It's a different okay. a different dad. I was just said, but yeah. I guess the oldest daughter changed her name to Eggert too. Because he was never in the picture, so she's not going to keep his last name. Man, yeah. Like I said, just somebody who's been a part of this show yeah, since the start. And then so much fun to get to know her and realize what a great person she is. So, yeah, just let her know everybody from this show is fighting the fight with her. Yeah, absolutely. So, right now, as Jeff is yelling at me about the Kings and not having Hulu and everything. We're watching a replay of the Dodger Padre game. It's on MLB Network. Yep. How much of this game did you catch? Uh, what's funny is I tuned in like right before the third out for the Dodgers in the top of the first. Okay. So I tune in, I set it up, you know, I'm kind of listening and, and doing a handful of things. And, uh, and the inning ends, I'm like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden I kind of look up. I'm like, ain't nothing. What? <laughs> what? So, so then um, I go to Twitter to fire find out what's going on. Yeah. Jimmy Russell's like, okay, time for everybody to overreact. So I write hashtag fire shield. <laughs> <clears throat> and he goes, that's the spirit I'm looking for. And I wrote hashtag hire Jim's kidney stone. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jimmy Russell is somebody that you and I think very highly yeah. of around here. 
And uh, he sounds like he's doing great, but man, anytime somebody ends up in the hospital and needs surgery like he did last Friday to get rid of a kidney stone, uh, JR, I know you hear some of these, but if you do, brother, we're thinking about you and glad to, glad to know you bounced back. But yeah, I mean, uh, Jim and John today, I didn't get a chance to hear it, but his whole promo was time to overreact. Everybody freak out. Uh, Anytime I see anybody get shelled in spring training, and I don't know if, I mean, Joe didn't get anybody out. I just always flash back, Dave, to Woody Williams. And Woody Williams, every spring, would have an ERA of about 14. Yeah. And, oh, boy, I guarantee you I led the pack. Woody sucks. You did. He is done. Look at this guy. He should be a double-A then he'd get into the regular season, settle in. Everything was fine. And I remember a couple of different times we would talk to him about it. And he said, when you pitch in Peoria or Goodyear, as much as you try to match real game situations, it just doesn't. He goes, it just doesn't feel like it. He goes, it's different. And he said, it's a chance to try this and try that. Feet here, grip yeah. there, release point here. And he said, you're just trying different things. At least for Woody, that's what he would say. Can't speak to everybody, but um, my other takeaway was, I said the other night, Xander, to me, is just, I mean, I'm very aware of the success that he had in Boston, but to me, he was never in need for this team. He wasn't. And unlike Soto, it's not like he just came out and made an immediate impact yeah. on this team. <clears throat> And, and Juan's impact is debatable by some people, but I, I look at Soto and go, he made an impact on this team. But I watched today, he was, Xander was interviewed by ESPN. And okay. right on camera, Dave, they asked him, hey, how did you handle the move to second? And without blinking an eye, he said, Hassan Kim's a gold glove winner. And two years ago, he probably should have won a gold glove at shortstop. He's better defensively at shortstop than I am. I acknowledge that. I'm aware of that. So he's like, yeah, I'm, because it's an adjustment. Yeah. Making double plays and throws. Not every throw is going to be great. So what's that going to be like? But he said, I'm just going to try to be the best I can be at second base. And for a guy at his level that got that contract to, to kind of take that attitude, I do get it. I, I do get that that not everybody would have that attitude, and I thought that was pretty cool. No, he, he said all the right things, right? Yeah. If he would have said, I, you know, I'm disappointed, I thought I was going to be the shortstop, more years than they gave me, it's not what I expected, then we would have all gone, hey, you know, what the hell? Right, and you know? he may not have even been that, but when a guy comes out on ESPN is like, and was pretty cool about like... That's the he, truth, though, right? Yeah, but he, he's a better defensive shortstop. Uh, than I am. He's like, we all see it. Like something of that I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but I mean, it was incredibly cool and incredibly candid for a star player of Xander's level. And you look at that, you go, dude, that that's pretty special. You know, if his one complaint and if it's true, because, you know, Mike Schilt made a comment that, you know, he went around and he saw these guys during the winter, you know, he yeah. went moon out of his way, a lot of traveling to catch up with all these guys. Yeah. I mean, could have done the Zoom calls, right? Yeah, but he, did. but he didn't. Got on the planes, the whole deal. Went to different countries. And the one thing it sounds like Xander, you know, probably would have appreciated more was like, this is more than likely going to happen. Like, start taking balls at second base in the winter. 
Yeah, but they didn't tell him second base. They just talked about a position change. It sounds like they didn't even give him the hint. And I blame the pods 100%. Yes. I mean, we've all had to give bad news to people. Yes. And how you deliver it. Usually what you find, though, is people just want honesty. Yeah. You know, no one's going to appreciate the bad news, but as long as you're honest from the beginning and you didn't surprise them. And for Xander, look, let's be honest here. He's been a shortstop his whole life. Yeah. Moving to that side of the infield, if you've never played it, you understand, uh, if you have played it, you understand it's harder than you think. Did he ever play third for Boston? I don't think he ever played third. That's he he right. might have. I, I'm not, I don't remember him ever playing third. All I can say is. I just is, remember him at short. There was a ball hit. It was the second batter of the game. It was Chris Taylor. Okay. okay Mookie's on first. Chris Taylor hits a ball. That is caught by 99.9% of shortstops. They know immediately turn your hips, back up, yeah. go. And we, we talked about it. The ball off the bat is different to the right side, especially if it's a right-handed batter and he flares the ball that way. Yeah. The ball drops. He doesn't get it. And it's one of those I'm sure he'll get as the season goes on, the more reps. But this is one of those we go, it's February 22nd. Yeah. And the guy found out less than a week ago, yeah. you're playing second base. And so yeah. it, it's going to get better. So any Padre fans go, Jesus, he sucks there too. Give him a second. Oh, yeah. Give him a second, see how completely. It goes. But it, overall, um, yeah, I, I don't say I feel bad for anyone who's making two hundred seventy million dollars. But you're right. Let's go back to the, the contract to begin with. How many other teams were chasing Xander? They I weren't. Don't know. Yeah, they weren't chasing. I mean, you got to look at it. If the way I look at it is this way, you know, because as a Dodger fan, you go, Gavin Lux was here, guy. This before yeah. he got hurt. You go, well, Mookie Betts and Xander are tight. Yeah, Mookie knows what he can do. They sign. J.D. Martinez, he knows what he can do, but yet the Dodgers didn't sign him. And then you go Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman, best friends. Yeah. Won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves. They didn't sign him either. So you're going, is the shortstop market just out of control because everyone felt a rush between the th- four guys last year, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander, and Dansby Swanson? Was it just like musical chairs? I got to hurry up and grab something? Yeah, it's funny because there's a clip that's bouncing around that I saw today from before Xander signed here. And it's Lou Morloney. Yeah. The the former Red Sox outfielder doing a show on EEI. Yeah. And he's talking about the fact that Xander's probably going to move on and how much they want him back in Boston. And, and, but the clip, he mentions like four teams and the Padres are like the fourth team that he mentions. But he says, well, these guys are in play for Xander. These guys are in play. You've got this team. Padres are probably in play. But to your point, Dave, I I have no idea if anybody came close to the numbers that San Diego offered. And it's one of the things that you're seeing Ken Rosenthal wrote about with Scott Boris. Because there's starting to be a vibe, and we we kind of got to it a little bit the other night. It feels a little bit like a collusion sure does. against Boris. Now, I think the one thing that the owners have that we said where they could say, hey, Shohei got his money, Yamamoto got his money, right? Frankie yep. Montez and Seth Lugo, Michael Waka probably got overpaid over market. So I don't know if I'm Scott Boris, how I prove it. But one of the things written was some of the teams that Boris has used in the past, like the Rangers and the Padres, who have paid big money for different guys, Hosmer, Xander, whoever else, um, they're not doing it this year. And a lot of these other teams are just like, nah, man, we're not in. And, I mean, we saw Cody Senga got hurt today, 
But the Mets are saying, we're going with Joey Lucchese. Yeah. They're going with Joey Lucchese over Jordan Montgomery. Well, they, they aren't going to compete. I mean, the Mets don't have anything to compete. Right, I got it. But, I mean, they're, they're still New York, and it's still Steve Cohen, but they're kind of in that transition, yeah. waiting on a few guys. Even if it's not Snell, the fact you're not chasing Montgomery and you're going to go with Luke Casey for the Mets is pretty, pretty eye-opening. The team that I think is playing the, the long game is the Yankees. Like, you know, the, Snell asked for nine years, $270 million. I'm going to give you a weird one. What about the Angels? See, I would love to see the Angels do something. I want to get into the Angels. The team that surprises me that's not jumping in because their fan base has turned on them is the Giants. Giants make sense, too. And he, Bob Melvin saw Blake Snell, right? Yeah. I mean, Jordan Montgomery is a guy that would work there as see, well. I don't think Melvin was a Snell fan. I go back to what I talked about at the All-Star game. Who do you think game. he was a fan of? Oh, I think he's a fan of Musgrove. Okay. I think he. I think he's a fan of... You know, you're talking just pitchers? No, every, I mean, obviously it didn't sound like he was a fan of Soto. I don't think that. I think he probably dug Manny. He might have dug Manny. He might have. I don't think he was a fan of of Juan because Juan was the one that was always late. Sounded like it. Um, Yeah, I mean, probably guys like Kim and those guys. Probably fine. Probably Fernando. Can you imagine he said something negative about Kim? Ah, fucking guy. (laughs) I'll get anybody. Um, But... But, you know, I, they were kind of bouncing around. But I, I don't think people have said that a lot, man. I, I didn't get the feeling that Bob was a fan of Snell. And maybe it was just that one situation. But when I, I've said this a bunch, that all-star game coming off the all-star break when they had the doubleheader in Philadelphia and Snell told him I could only go five. Yeah. Dude, you do that once to a manager, and and you think that guy, you think that guy is going to encourage his new boss to sign you to shit? Fuck that guy. No, he's no. a five inning guy, and he's a me guy. It could be the reason, but at the same time, then why isn't Jordan Montgomery a guy the Giants aren't chasing? Dude, Montgomery makes sense for the Angels, makes sense for the Giants, right? The Rangers, bunch of teams where he makes sense. The Twins should be in on him. Twins have lost pitching this year. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. The Twins are a team that definitely should be in. I, you know, both central divisions are, are often forgot about. Yeah. Right? So everyone always pays attention to what's going on in the AL East, the NL East, the, the AL West, and the NL West. But the centrals always seem to they kind of fade out, and you think about them again come playoff time. And there are big teams in there. I mean, you got, yeah. as I said, you, got, you have the Twins, you have the... Uh, the the Cle- you have the White Sox, there. you have Cleveland, Guardians. you have the Cubs, you have the Cardinals, you have diff- big teams, big markets. The Brewers have money, and so and the Brewers are throwing everything away, right? Yeah. I mean, you lose Burns, you lose your manager, you lose, you yeah. lose, you lose a lot. Anyway, I, I it's hard to figure out. So yeah, do I think there's collusion? We've said this on the show before. Yes, and I'll I'll tell you what, as a baseball fan. I always say there's nobody bigger than the game because the game right. moves on quickly. Guys retire quickly. There's a new superstar. Scott Boris, I don't think is good for the game. I think there's a lot of people that probably, I mean, if I had to imagine how it went, guys get together and go, look, if we do this right, we can take control of the game again. But if one of us cracks and meets his price, then he controls it forever. So it's either now or never. Yes. Because he's got five guys and we can shut down until we get to a reasonable, but Dave, how, how did they determine what is the number for JD Martinez? What is the number for Snell and, and Montgomery? And what is the number for Bellinger? Right? Exactly. Right. I, I mean, 
I mean, they're going to tell you there are negatives on everything. On Snell, you're going to say the guy is a five-inning pitcher. I mean, and he walks a ton of guys. Yeah, and Gio Urshela signs today for a million and a half. Yeah. Million and a half. Tim Anderson signed for five, which I thought was way too much money for Tim Anderson. Tim oh, Anderson had a terrible year last year, and he's known as a horrible teammate, and he can't take a punch. Oh, well, you saw that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but go through the Padres... I mean, Eric Hosmer's making twelve million more than Gio, and and he's yeah. retired. I mean, man, the market's changing. Ken Rosenthal wrote today said, "How did Tommy Pham not get a job?" Well, what's Tommy Pham asking for? And he is thirty six years old. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. I'm asking you to compare the two. And the deal is, I know at the same time the other guy I'm going to mention was known as a nice guy. Sure. But when you give a guy too much power in a sport then all of a sudden people get nervous. Owners get nervous. Mm -hmm. Commissioners get nervous. Scott Boris has a ton of power in, in the sport of baseball. Lee Steinberg at one time represented every quarterback oh, yeah. in the NFL. And then it just collapled, right? All of a sudden it was, unfortunately it did. Cause we like Lee. Yep. It's not a shot at Lee, but it, it all of a sudden it was gone. Scott Boris does this move, which is what he's always known for. He's always known for bypassing general managers. Yeah. And he goes right to the owner. Yeah. And you tell me any other business where, and you, I mean, your management. Yeah. Imagine people that you are supposed to deal with tell you, Jeff, I need to talk to the CEO. It, it's and they go, very this funny. is my job. This is my area. It would, it would piss you off. No, you know what's really funny is it happens, happened today. It's happened probably three different times. It should happen. You're watching the fucking game at work. <laughs> <laughs> but when it happens, because the guys that I work with and work for, yeah, men and women are great and they've got so much going on and honestly they don't want to deal with it yeah they're like this maniac will deal with these people they just forward it to me they never get involved and they just let me run my department and i'm very happy as we talk about on the forums and everything else, you never see anything really negative about us we we just kind of put fires out we take care of things and they just let us do our thing. But yeah, it happens all the time because people will do that because they think it's impactful Yeah, and they don't realize the working relationship. And I think Boris, probably Dave has the same thing. The people that do it for me don't realize the working relationship that I have between me and my team and also me and our management team. Yeah, And all of it is seamless. They're, my management team's aware of how great the people are that, that work for me and how much I love them and how great they are. And I have a great relationship. So they're just like, here, do you see this? I'm like, yeah, I saw it, but, but people will do it. Um, I think David's just, it's probably impacted differently depending on the ego of the GM. Cause it, it doesn't bother me. I don't feel threatened. Cause like I said, I know the relationship both with the people that work for me and the people I work for. But if you had a crazy ego like Preller, I don't know how I'd like it if Boris kept going to uh, Seidler. But Boris seemed to me like he had a pretty good working relationship with Preller too. You seemed like he was a fan of AJ, didn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he is because he always got what he wanted from AJ. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good AJ wasn't negotiating. I mean, they're giving out crazy contracts. They're just handing things out. But the, as far as the four guys remaining before you sit there, and, and again, I think there's collusion going on. Yeah. I can make an argument on why you wouldn't sign any of the four guys. Bellinger? You know? Bellinger, the bat speed is way low. You know, yeah. velocity off the bat is not what, what it used to be. 
JD. Uh, JD, you know, you got to question his health, right? Yeah. He, he breaks down. He's only a DH. Yep. Can't play any other positions. Can't play first. Can't play the outfield. Can't do anything. Used to be able to play left field. Can't yeah. even do that anymore. He's, he's a DH, but he's good. Right now, they say his number's down about $8 million. Wow. Pretty good for a guy that knocked in 100 last year and yeah. over 30 home runs. And then you, Snell, you made the argument right there. Yeah. Five-inning guy, walks a shitload of guys. And Matt Chapman, if you look up Chapman's numbers, oh, yeah, yeah Chapman, he's a great glove. Dude, he's, he's overrated. Chapman's not worth close to the money they're asking for. Yeah. So it's, I mean, trust me, I kept looking going. I think Chapman's going to be back with Bob Melvin in San Francisco. They were got along great in Oakland. Chapman's numbers aren't that great, not for the amount of money he's asking for. I can't speak to Montgomery. I can't speak to the bats. I, you can speak to this. For anybody that watched Snell during his time here, incredibly slow out of the gate, consistently. Yes. And... Every day now, right? Joe Musgrove pitched today, pitched against the Dodgers. And what is Blake Snell doing or not doing to get ready? I have no idea. But I'm just telling for a guy, if I was a GM or an owner and Scott Boris is calling me saying, hey, he can be yours for $200 million, And I'm realizing that my team today or any other team starts live pitching as early as Today, tomorrow, or Saturday at the latest. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to let somebody else catch that fish. I may be interested in Montgomery, depending on what I need offensively. I might be interested in Bellinger. Chapman and Martinez, eh, pretty, it's got to be, I pretty much need that third baseman, or I'm, I'm a DH away from, from really going over the top in my division. <clears throat> Absolutely no chance. Now, Snell... Could go on go eighteen and three next year. All right, good for him. But I would not be the guy to commit the money to it him. It is tough to give any pitcher big time money who's in his thirties. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, uh, and you know, unfortunately for Snell, it, it, it's very strange the way his career. Someone had a stat recently, and man, I'd give him credit. I can't think of it, but it was how Snell's won two Cy Youngs, but he's never been a contender for a Cy Young outside yeah. of those two years. It's kind of scary, right? I think, was that passing may have had it? It might have had it. But it, again, it's one of those where you go, well, wait a second. You want a guy that's consistent all the time because he's making big money all the time. All right, I have a question. Did you read the Bryce Miller interview with Bob Melvin? I did. What's your takeaway? I, you know, it's funny. I ran into a Padre fan before I could say what I'm going to say. And she said to me today, Mike Schultz is going to be a better manager than Bob Melvin. I go, how do you know? You don't know what you don't know. I mean, Bob Melvin was, again, a manager of the year at one point. He's had success at one point, and you haven't heard negative things about Bob. I thought, from my point of view, I thought Bob took a lot of blame. He didn't have to. You know, he mean, yeah. he said he went into the meeting saying he thought he was the guy for one more year, and he said A.J. gave him the opportunity of saying, guess what, the Giants are reaching out. And he said the more he spoke to A.J., he realized they weren't going to put their differences aside. Yeah. I thought, number one, Bryce always does a great job. Yeah. Two, uh, two, I thought, my, my guess, again, I'm guessing Bob Melvin was truthful because he has nothing to, to lose one way or another. He's not an up-and-comer. He's a guy that basically is on the way out of his out of this profession anyway. I mean, he's not going to be managing in 10 years. He's not like, I got to keep everything good because you know, I got to worry about my next job. This is Bob's last job. Yeah. The, uh... But I, I hate, and before you talk real quick, I, I hate it. I know we laugh about it. I hate when people leave San Diego and we rat the fuck them and we do it all the time. They're doing it to Soto now. 
Uh, people drank fucking soda. Oh, oh, soda wasn't anything. The guy looked at too many pictures. He did this, oh, and, this. and then I'm looking at the top 100, and he's number seven. Yeah, everyone thinks soda is great except San Diego fans. <laughs> not, yeah, it, it happens I, all the time, and, and it's just yeah. not just soda, but it, it's player after player when they leave. Fuck that guy he was nothing. And I was like, dude, you loved him when he was here. You know, just enough. Yeah, the only thing for me for Soto is very fun to watch while he was here. Thrilled with the trade because even with Boris getting his his due right now, there's no doubt that Soto's going to get his money next year. He would have been way out of the market for San Diego. Yeah. You always run the risk that a guy can have something, some fluke injury, and so... Get what you can get and thank him for his time. No rear view mirrors and move on. The Melvin thing to me, there's been a couple of things that have happened that when he got here, I was so excited by the hire. Because we had been through Andy Green and Punch and Pat Murphy. The sensei, Jace Tingler. Man, Bob came down and he felt like, man, this is just going to be the guy. And I'm not saying Bob's a bad guy. But it just feels like more and more he clearly wasn't a fit down here, and maybe he felt like it. Darren Smith told an interesting story about meeting Bob Melvin, and he said he went to meet Bob and introduced himself and said, "Yeah, you know, hey, I'm Darren Smith. All right, what do you want?" Maybe he didn't listen. Maybe he didn't know who the fuck Darren was. Well, that could be for a lot of people. But I mean, when you're just like Darren's, like, well, I was just saying hi. Oh, okay, see ya. And and the way he came off. In the Bryce Miller uh, column, dude, not I'm not anti Bob Melvin. It sounds like you're about to be anti Bob Melvin. I'm just gonna say it sounds like it was probably best for both parties that they parted ways. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I mean, but okay, you've all we've both worked at jobs. We've worked at jobs together yeah. where you felt like you're busting your ass every day doing everything that you know is successful. I think that yet you don't have support from the people above you. I think that could very much be it. But I also think Bob pointed out that I don't know how flexible Bob was last year. I wouldn't have been flexible either. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Bob. I would have been like, dude, I have a lot more experience under this belt. I've been successful everywhere I've been. And this is what we need, and this is what we don't have, and these are our problems, and you don't address them. It'll be really interesting to see. I mean, do you believe AJ was was basically nosy? Oh yeah, I do too. Yeah, and I think Bob, a, a baseball lifer, probably got tired of that real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not anti Bob. Yeah. I'm I'm pro Padres, and to be pro Padres, it was clear that Bob had to move on. Uh, and Couldn't agree more. And like when <laughs> my son asked me, hey, when Soto comes, does he get booed? I go, dude, he better not get booed. There's no fucking reason to boo Juan Soto. Give me a break. Anybody that boos Juan Soto is a moron. Juan never said anything bad about San oh, Diego. He didn't, he didn't demand one. a trade, Dave. No, he didn't he do did anything but represent himself and this team fine. Juan is an incredibly big fish. That was here for a short period of time, contributed to a team that almost made it to the World Series. Yeah. And now has the opportunity to go to a stage that he probably deserves to be on as much as anybody in baseball. I think it'll be interesting to see how he does for the Yankees. If he, because he had some ups and downs when he was here, incredibly impact player. Defensively, he definitely had some 
yeah. challenges. Is it interesting to you that he goes back to right field when he goes to the Yankees? No, I think that's the right play. It is. I, I think but, that. But again, remember he said, just put me wherever you're going to put me, keep me there. Yeah. Yeah. I so think he that, went right field, left field, back to right field now. Oh, yeah. Good for him. I think that's it. I cheer for Soto. Dude. I, I like him and I enjoy I wouldn't, I w- not saying I wouldn't take that bet. I wouldn't bet. Like, I'm not sure. I think it's a coin flip if you get oh, to boot here. God. They boot Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, that that I got, though. because Why? Because it felt like there was... Adrian has a unique personality that can kind of come off snarky, even though he's not. And when that whole thing went down, there was a narrative in the media that allowed Adrian to be the bad guy. That's the media's fault. Okay, I, here's the deal. I'll tell you the difference. This town loves Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin bitched like a motherfucker when it came the to the, the field. Oh, the fence is way too far, all this shit. Yeah. Adrian asked for two things. That's yeah. all he asked for. He said, bring the fence in yeah. and give me a hitter to either protect me either in the front of me or behind me. Right. That's all he asked for. But he never said imagine, he wanted to be gone. Could you imagine if he played for Seidler and had the benefit of being on some of these teams? Dude, he was honestly the perfect Padre. Yeah, connections to Mexico and San Diego. Yeah, he first round pick went to school in San Diego. Not the most media comfortable guy you've no, ever met. Not at all. No, but it doesn't make him guy. a bad guy. He wasn't. Oh yeah, he wasn't a bad guy, but he also wasn't a guy that was running to the camera. Correct, which is fine too. It's kind of. I heard somebody say this yesterday on all the national shows are on vacation, so I don't know who was filling in. But it was exactly right in the sense that we always want our athletes and coaches to be candid. And then when they're candid, we're like, hey, shut the fuck yeah, up. Exactly. Like, no, nobody do they do that more to be more right than LeBron. Hey, LeBron, are you going to say anything? Hey, LeBron, when are you going to shut up? That's like, it. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. But my son also asked me. You think they boo Bob Melvin? I go, dude. Yes. I said, if they boo Bob Melvin, I'm going to laugh my ass dude, off. Dude, I would bet money, dude, on that one. hundred, Dude, easily, they're booing Bob. When Bob Melvin goes out and make a pitch and change, holy fuck, dude, the boos are coming. I, I, okay, I'll just tell anybody this. I've never met the guy in my yeah. life. If there was ever a guy who was zero fucks given about your stupid booze, yeah. it's probably Bob Melvin. Whole time he's going to be walking back to the dugout, he's going to be thinking, "Thank God I'm not here anymore." Thank God Fuck I'm not place. dealing with these dipshits. How great is it? it's the home opener too? Let's just get it out of the way. Let's just get it. Come on. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. Fuck you. <laughs> I never, never thought about booing a manager. It's the greatest thing ever. Dude, Lasorda got booed all the time. Oh, Lasorda's different. Tom, Tommy's different. Um, but Boo and Melvin struck me so funny. I never once thought that. I don't you think he gets booed? I'd never thought about it. I, I would. That would strike me incredibly funny. You should do a Twitter. Who's more likely to get booed, Juan Soto or Bob Melvin? Yeah, dude, Bob's gonna get a runaway on that on your poll. Really, dude? Ninety percent. I'm saying people say boo Bob Melvin. Okay. Uh, oh my god, dude! Will, it's gonna be fantastic, dude. Yeah, Bob's getting booed without a doubt. Is that? Dude, dude the only reason Pat Murphy's not going to get booed is people forgot Pat Murphy was ever here. Dude, punching Pat was nothing. Fucking Pat goes out to make a pitch and change this year. Yeah. No one's booing. No, we are like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> get out of here, asshole. Pat looks like, uh, <laughs> if, if, dude, if Brian Dennehy didn't die, he could have played punching Pat he in could've. a movie. <laughs> who would put Pat Murphy in a movie? The Pat Murphy story, you could watch yeah. that shit. Who played Tom Krasovic as Craig Council? <laughs> he 
He's a foot taller than Craig Council. <laughs> we just make Punch and Pat stand on a box, Dave. Don't you know anything about Hollywood? <laughs> uh, Damn, is that funny? Uh, who gets booed at Petco? Juan <laughs> uh, Soto. I'm going to put Bob first. Okay. Okay. I'll put Bob Melvin, Juan Soto. They don't put me in there this time. I'm no, going to win. I win every time. I know. It's sad. <laughs> it's always a test, and everybody in San Diego loses. <laughs> um, sucks. Both or neither. Right? Yeah, perfect. And then somebody will be like, where's Dave in it? He's at <laughs> your mom's house. Where's that asshole? People can be shocked you left me out this time. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. The poll question's up. By the way, every time you do one of those polls that I see, yeah. I always vote for me too. <laughs> That's good. Every time. Yeah, I vote for you all the time. <laughs> all right. Who gets booed at Petco? Bob Melvin, Juan Soto, both neither. Love it. Yeah. You should put Laura Kane in there. <laughs> Laura Kane never get booed. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jeff, want to mention Alan Taylor, TaylorMade Pools. Don't forget, Alan Taylor is the guy that builds the best pools you've ever seen. I mean, imagine your perfect pool in your backyard. Guess what? Alan Taylor's already imagined it. It's going to be better than what you could come up with. At the same time, he wants your input. He's going to make your idea even better. Ask about available financing. Alan Taylor's number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I saw a thing today. We're just 17 days away from the time change. That courtesy of the great Roy Robertson. Uh, former PA voice of your San Diego Soccers, former host on both B100 and KFMB. Now He's not the PA voice of the Soccers anymore? No, it's our friend Callan. No, Callan McClurk. I don't recall. I'm sorry. Roy hasn't been the PA voice since 91. Oh, shit. I got to get to a game. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> uh, I think you're fine. Um, but Roy pointed out, why to close friends? Uh what did I just say? 17 days? Yes. Yeah, 17 days till we... Uh, Good. Time change. Point Sun stayed being, out till 6 o'clock today. Oh, yeah. Been that way. It was nice. And so uh, you better get on. You better get on the waiting list for tailor-made pools because if you don't, guess what? That list is going to be full. Exactly right. And you're going to be stuck with less than tailor-made pools. And it's going to be five guys coming over with plastic shovels, they're going to dig a hole, they're going to piss in it, and then they're going to charge you $9,000. <laughs> You're going to be like, damn it. Fuck. Shah. Shit, I should have listened to Dave and Jeff. Shit. I wouldn't have said anything about ugly babies, damn it. I would have had a perfect pool. I'll just say this, too. While I was working today, I saw, did you see Lisa Ann today? No, doing I didn't. A, or Today or yesterday, whenever, doing an Instagram Live? No. Good golly, Miss Molly. That kid, son of a gun. Let's just find her, find a reason to put her on. Just say hi. <laughs> and joining us now, Lisa Ann. Hi. Hi, guys. What's going on? What? I don't know. I just wanted to talk to the celebrity pool. Uh, man, our friend Mark Nimitz yes. said Mark's neighbor is getting a tailor made pool. I said, That's hey, awesome. when you call, ask for the Lisa Ann pool. It'll yeah. be very popular with the neighbors. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Man, this summer's going to be hot, Dave. You know it's going to be hot. We're going to get a ton of rain, and then it's just going to feel like 
I don't even know, like Cajun country down <laughs> here. Only thing missing will be the Gators. But uh, get yourself a beautiful tailor-made pool. Tell Alan and Amy that Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Kyle Flinger, I want to mention him as well. Kyle, again, is your guy to help you with all your website needs. Don't forget his company is Mithril Media. And again, his website, mithrilmedia.io. Right now, Kyle would like to offer you 10% if you mention Dave and Jeff. 10% off, man. It goes a long way. Again, Kyle's in the phone number, though, if this is easier for you. 619-500. What? I did. I put so much tobacco in my mouth. Do you see that shit? God. Literally, while you're talking, I like have half a can. I'm That's just, really good. That's the first sick. time I choke, though, the whole time, and I always do this. Mm. That was good. You know what's funny? We normally, in a normal show, you'd edit. I'm not editing shit. No, we're not. So all you guys laughed your ass off that Dave I have a horrible on it habit. For the first time. And I did. I choked on it. <laughs> 619-500-6621. A uh, text from Lisa Ann. Been there, Dave. Yeah, seen that movie. <laughs> uh, everybody needs a good website. <laughs> Dave, I looked today. FireMikeShilt.com has already been taken. Is that right? But we can buy Fire.com or FireMikeShilt.sucks. Okay. <laughs> Does Shilt Happens gone? Oh, I don't know about Shelt Happens. That's a good one. I should have looked into. But if you have a website that is not currently performing, or if you have flash issues or just maintenance, yeah. media and marketing, all the different levels of making your website better, boy, there's nobody that does it at the level Kyle Fluger does. Ask our friend Sean Walcheff at Cali Barbecue. He'll tell you. Yep. Or, or talk to Julie Brownman for the website she had done. My friend Catherine Reed having dinner with her tomorrow night. She'll tell you. They rave about the job Kyle Absolutely. Pfluger did, and you will too. Dave, the votes are coming in fast and furious. Who gets booed at PECO? We've had it up for two minutes. We've already had 25 people vote. Okay. Currently, 28% of the vote goes to Bob Melvin. Okay. Juan Soto has not had one vote. I told That's you, Juan Soto. Sign. 31% say both guys get booed. Okay. 38%, which is currently leading, says neither guy gets booed. Oh, I can't believe that but one. But Bob, well, neither is 38, and Bob directly gets 31. That, yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of days when I think you're the dumbest guy I ever met. I give you credit tonight. I would have never thought Bob would be at 31%. Bob's getting booed. That is so funny. I can't wait. Now I want to go to opening day and be part of it. <laughs> I would have never thought to boo him. I would have right. been like, who are they booing? Is Mud on the field? Is <laughs> Mud on the field? <laughs> When's the last time you talked to Mud? Yesterday. When's he going to Peoria? Uh, what did he tell me? He's making a handful of trips. I think he's down there this weekend. Okay. But none of those games, reminder, just none of those games are on cable or direct TV. Yeah. Not yet. So you got to do Padres TV. Jesse and Junior are, are on Odyssey. But I think you have Padres to. Padres were on ESPN today, and they'll be on ESPN on Friday also. ESPN on Friday. Oh, tomorrow. 12, okay, nice. We're playing the Dodgers again tomorrow, but this time uh, it's a home game. Because I the think Dodgers. they're the only two games because they get out of the gate early because they have to yeah. go to Korea, but then everybody starts playing on Saturday. So I think yeah. Mud and Don are doing it, but you have to stream it somehow. Hey, speak, speaking of that, real quick, is because I, I wanted to bring this up to you. I know you said you watched the game. So Matsui pitched for the, yeah. the, the pods. I really wish they didn't pitch him. And tell me if I'm crazy, but if they held him back in games where they play the Dodgers in the spring, because you have plenty yeah. of time to get your work, the first time the Dodgers would have seen him would have been in Korea. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why would you show him now? Because he was fantastic. He pitched yeah. one inning, struck out all three guys. Yeah. And I don't know. I was like, God, why, why would you show your cards right now? Yeah, weird, right? 
Yeah, I didn't understand it. But anyway. But, but they also said, now, Michael King had an interesting quote, Dave. Now, I don't know how this applies to Matsui, if it does or doesn't. Michael King was scheduled to pitch today, but I think he's either going tomorrow or Saturday. But if you saw it, he talked about the fact that he's learned a new pitch. Yep. But he said he's not showing everything when he pitches against the Dodgers. I would, t- I would do exactly that. Yeah. You're going to face them a lot. Why? Yeah, so he was saying, so I don't know if Matsui, yeah. same thing. Well, right? fuck, it worked. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Pretty funny. How about that guy? I'll tell you, Matsui's been funny. Yeah. And just circling back to this, man, with everything going on around that team, yeah. right, as that team is clearly in transition, the passing of Peter Seidler can't be talked about enough. But when you lose impact players like a Snell, like a Josh Hader, and of course a Juan Soto, man, it's just it's gotta be different down there. I, I will say I don't know if he's gonna be a good manager, a great manager, or horseshit. <laughs> I have no idea. But I will say the personality that you might put, do a poll question just like that. Yeah. Or horseshit. <laughs> all right, I'll put that one up too. Uh all right, let's write that. <laughs> To show you how dumb I think this fan base is, yeah, this fan base will not boo Trent Grisham when he comes back. Oh, my God. You guys will cheer for that fucker, but you guys are going to boo Juan Soto. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, S-H-I-L-D-T, right? Yes. Be as a manager. <laughs> Good. Uh, let's see. We'll put this one up. Good. Great. Yeah. Great. God damn it. I'm trying to do it in caps lock. To show that I mean business. <laughs> to show you mean business. Great. That's how that means. And then uh horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is going Dude, up. Dude, I feel like we're in junior high, you're texting a girl. And uh, they're like, Dude, uh, tell her this. Yeah, tell her this. <laughs> Uh, okay, there we go. That, oh, oh, what did he do? No, I almost. Yeah, horseshit. Horseshit's <laughs> one word, right? I, I don't know now. Is horseshit one word? <laughs> that's, that's well, I wrote it as one word. Okay, I'm not changing it. Um, all right. How am I? All right. This is a, God, there's so many poll questions going on. So much fun. Um, all right. Currently, 45 I, votes. I think horseshit's two words. Too. God damn it! Is it? Hold on. No, it might be one word. Damn, dude. It's funny. I type all the time. Now. I don't print, so fuck. I've only got one vote, so if I got to change it. Let's see. If I just type in horse shit. See what you guys pay for? <laughs> yeah, it's one word. It's good for you. Good for I got you. it. Good for you. Horse shit. A rude word for nonsense. <laughs> Is that what it says? Nonsense, lies, or exaggeration. Well, I will just say, dude, he. (laughs) That wasn't me. That's me. Sorry. Uh, Just from a. I never saw the guy with the Cardinals. Uh, You would have thought that if he He had a manager of the year, too. But if he thought he had like if he had this kind of personality with the Cardinals, especially with that bullshit organization (laughs) of fucking guys, they just do everything beautiful. Right. What you thought they would have. I mean, you saw it with Tony LaRusso. You yeah. saw it with Whitey Herzog. Dude, he's, 
insanely likable. He seems great. I bounced with you. Yeah. I, I'd hang out with that dude. Funny as shit. Yeah. And that, so, that was funny. Yeah, I just kind of thought he was a dopey dope. Remember he got yeah. it? And what strikes me funny is, remember he got into it with a guy in San Francisco who tried to claim Schilt? Was racist. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Again, it's been one week. Yeah. But you watch the way... I heard Sam Levitt today with Stephen Ben just saying the way he interacts with the media and is well thought out, takes yeah. time. And I've heard AJ say this and others that it's like he understands that everybody has a job to do. Yeah. And I don't know that Andy Green was that great at it. We didn't deal with Tingler or Melvin. I couldn't give less of a shit. But, but at least from a Schultz standpoint, dude, he's... He's doing everything right. Even the fact talking to the guys in the offseason, he's doing everything right. I was yeah. listening to Fernando Tatis talk today. They asked about his relationship with him. He, he's 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 doing what you're supposed to do. And he was a big part of Fernando's. Yeah. I feel right? bad for him that he doesn't have the roster that Bob had. I got it. But I'm just saying with everything going on with this team, yeah. he seems like the right personality out of the gate. I agree. Now let's see what happens when they lose eight in a row in April. That's not, But that's not going to be his fault. That's the players. I got you know, it. I mean, th- that's the sad thing. Again, he doesn't have even the same team that Bob had. Bob had a much better team. Dave, the numbers are coming in. We're going to go to the big board. Okay. How will Mike Schilt be as a manager? Already 10 votes in. 30% say good. 50% say great. But unfortunately, that leaves 20% that vote horseshit. Back to you. <laughs> Back to you. Thanks. Thanks for going to the big board. Uh, let's get an Who's update. Who's that one asshole on CNN? That's all he does. <laughs> no, and then you don't see him for like four years. Steve Kornecki on, yeah. on NBC. Fuck. Uh, we'll go back to the big board, Dave. Who gets booed at Petco? Bob Melvin with 38%. Juan Soto on the board at 2%. Both holding tight at 29%. Neither in second place. Holding on to that silver medal, 31%. Again, that's 55 votes in. 23 hours, 47 minutes left in this vote. We'll keep you up to date. Back to you. There you go. All right, how old are they and how much are they worth? We're going February Look at this 24th. Asshole, Gustavo voted for you. Dave Pelle. It never changes. Jesus, I didn't even write you, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Gustavo. You son of a bitch. God. Dave Pelle. I'm the most hated guy in this town. You are. You and Bob Melvin. <laughs> Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin may be town. worse than you. I am the worst guy in this town now. That leaves me. Yeah. All right, February 24th. Ready? Okay. Steve Jobs. Steve. Oh, wow. This is at time of death. Okay. I'm going to say Steve Jobs always looked incredibly young. He did. I'll always say 70, dressed like he was about to rob a jewelry store. But he died in 07, right? I feel like he died when we were at Free FM. Right when the iPhone came out? Yeah. So. Fuck, I don't so know. I Usually add, I write the year they died, but I had to do it this time. Dude, I'm going to say he'd be 77. Dude, you aren't even close. What the fuck happened to you? You're usually good at this. 69. It wasn't that far off. I was trying to calculate where... God, he was only 53 yeah. when he died? Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I don't think... He, can you look that up? If I look it up on my phone, it's going to oh, cut yeah, off this gonna, whole thing every time I go yeah, on my phone. I'm pretty sure he died in 07 because we're at Free FM. Um, jobs. They made that movie about him. He was an asshole. Remember? Yeah, but that's because Ashton Kutcher was in it. <laughs> oh, he died October 5th, 2011. Okay. Wow. Age was, he was 56 when he died. Okay. Um, okay, I did not look at money. I'm going to say he was worth, dude, Apple? 
I mean, I'm thinking like Balmer and Gates, all those guys, but that's Microsoft money. But yeah, Apple but money. But Apple's the wealthiest company in the world. Dude, he's got to be crazy. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 100 billion. Dude, it's not. That's what's surprising to me. At the time of, and again, I don't know how he shared his money or what he gave his money away to. Okay. 11 billion is what it says. Wow. At the time of his death. Okay. I would have done what you did, by the way, because you're seeing everyone that's worth 100 billion all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, 52? 47. Oh, shit. <laughs> 47. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, where I got 52 from. Um, I'll say 300 million. 400 million. Okay. Okay, not bad. Phil Knight, last one. Phil Knight, 82? 86. 86. What uh, kind of world do we live in that Phil Knight lives to 86 and Steve Jobs dies at 56? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing against Phil Knight. Yeah, no offense. Got a waffle iron. <laughs> like, dude, pouring liquid rubber. Hey. Yeah. What's that now smell? What are you do for breakfast? You could burn the house down. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're white? You're making shoes? Get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> fucking ginger. Nobody wants shoes with the waffles on the bottom, yeah. you asshole. Steve's one of those guys, that, or Phil's one of those guys who showed up. <laughs> one of those guys that would show up in, in uh, gym class with like blue nylon shorts. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like green pumas. Get out of here. Never punched a dork, but you're you're about to end my record. Um, Phil Knight is worth twenty five billion, dude. Forty two point two billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Nice. Nice. All right. Here we go. Five random questions put together by Josh. Okay. Have you ever won an academic award? Um, academic award. I got second place. I got a second place ribbon at the Del Mar Fair for photography. Does that count? Yeah, it does. Was that photography class you were taking? Yeah, I mean, I, I was in photography at San Diego my freshman year. Yeah. And I had a picture from the Masters Wrestling Tournament. Okay. Uh, San Diego's Mike Rowden about to complete the pin. And the ref had the hand like up, like ready to go. Yeah. And the guy, the guy on the losing end, probably a Tory Pines loser, like arching just knew it and was like, just that moment I got it. So I got a second place for that. But no, considering my GPA through high school was about 1.7, the fact I, I would consider my diploma an academic award. <laughs> I, I think my parents would too. <laughs> But no, my my wife graduated like magna cum laude and passed the bar and yeah. all these crazy things. Nobody needs it out of her. Uh, so I would say no. Other than my diploma and the second place ribbon from the Del Mar Fair, yeah. which I lost. Uh, no, I, I didn't get anything. You? No, I don't think I ever did. No. I don't think I, I ever did. I had taken, not one of those bullshit awards they give out though, like the Coyote Awards, where you get like a dinner at Island. They I, have to give one of these kids. Never. Was never once was ever brought into consideration for that, but I did have the admiration of uh, from my two night school classes that I need to take at San Diego. Um, on Monday nights, I had to take a Chinese cooking class. So Scott okay. King and I, um, Star Family Feud, law enforcement uh, icon in the Inland Empire. By the way, Dave, 
uh, for you and I and everybody that loves Scott and the King family, our thoughts with them. They lost their mom this week. Oh, no. Their mom, Ava, who had been a friend uh, to us and just wonderful to everybody mm-hmm. that grew up with the Kings. Uh, incredibly sad because Ava King, I've known since I was, my gosh, 13. And just how she put up with those four lunatics, I don't know. Yep. But Ava and her and her uh, husband, uh, Jack, were just incredible. So our, our love and prayers to the uh, King family. Difficult week for them. But Scott and I were in a Chinese cooking class. But we didn't even like Chinese food. <laughs> so we would, every Monday night, we were in there. It was like 12 housewives. Yeah. And like older women. And it was taught by a woman who had to be, like she was probably 52. But to us, we felt like she was 82 because yeah. we were 17. And so we would, we were in charge of rice. And then every week we'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, we got busy with school. We forgot rice. Well, guys, why don't you run down the store? So we would go to, we'd leave San Diego. We'd go to 7-Eleven on Santa Fe Drive and we'd play track and field. <laughs> Remember that game, track and field? Yeah. We'd sit there, we'd play that, and then we'd get a box of minute rice and we'd bring it back with like half hour to go in the class. Like it's a two-hour class. We're just fucking oh, off Jesus. for an hour and a half. We'd come back, we scramble to make minute rice. We're just fucking throwing like a stick of butter and too much salt in there, probably pepper. These ladies, these old retired ladies that husband and kids have stopped paying attention to, they're making teriyaki chicken <laughs> and egg rolls and all the fried rice, all this shit. Scott and I just <clears throat> minute rice with margarine. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fucking scooping it out. He wants some egg rolls, teriyaki chicken. No, I don't like Chinese food. It was the only class we could take. Oh, okay. And this old lady every week, Scott, Jeff, really nice job with the rice. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? And then I told this Tuesday night I had a woodshop class. Yeah. And uh, the woodshop teacher, Woody Bansaw, would come by. And when he walked by, I'd be working with my junior jack plane on a small bookshelf. Jeff, how's it coming? Ah, just not still a little gritty. Okay. And then he what was would leave. Last name? Um I don't his nickname was Woody Band. Oh, so I was about to say you gotta be shitting me right no, now. No, that's not his real name. I can't remember his real name. Um my, our guy Tim Griffin, former Dodger <clears throat> farmhand, will probably yeah. remember. Um, but then when Woody would go off to talk to somebody, and these guys were building these insane murals. Yeah. Like 27 different shades of wood of like Franz Klammer, like Olympic mm-hmm. skier. No t- interest in any of that shit. <laughs> so then I would get, it was like uh, Escape from Alcatraz and I would get these small little pieces of wood. I don't smoke weed, but it, somehow, Dave, it just came to hey. me. I developed an ability to make very good pot pipes. Yeah. And I had a guy in one of my classes that smoked weed and I said, hey, can you make me a pipe? And I fucked around. I said, yeah. And it was like a nine-week class. So I made it for him. And he goes, dude, that's incredible. And I thought he was good. And he said, dude, we make me more? And I took like two weeks. Yeah. And then I started knocking out like six or seven of them a night. And Jesus. I'd sell them for six bucks a piece. Nice. And I, so I worked on that one shelf while these guys were like, you know, making perfect to scale maps of Australia. <laughs> and I was over there. Did me, 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 me. Fucking. I, why the guy never said like, why are you always on the drill press? Yeah. 
And I walk over and you're fucking sanding that same piece of shit board. Uh, I don't know, but um, I was loved by the stoners of San Diego and I was loved by the old ladies who liked Minute Rice, Dave. Nice. So long story, but <clears throat> I, I take a great deal of pride in those accomplishments. I like it. Good deal. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Who's the biggest crybaby that played for your, one of your favorite sports teams? I love that. I love that. Fuck. There's always a crybaby on a team you hate, right? Like For me, it was like Danny Ainge or A.J. Brzezinski. But we're talking about yeah, on a, a team, team that, that we love. That you really love. I don't remember any on the Raiders. No, Raiders, please. Right. It's not tolerated. Right. You won't, you won't. Um, I don't really remember any on the Vikes. Any other pods? Twins? Oh, yeah, there's got to be somebody on the pods. Must be a bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody, Kings never had that guy. Um, dude, I'd have to think about that. I mean, just a guy where you're like, get this guy out of here. Yeah. I, I tell you, I have one of a team I follow, but it's not my favorite team. It's the Angels. It's Anthony Rendon right now. Dude, I'm oh, so dude. fucking sick and tired of it. I feel yeah. bad for Artie Moreno in this situation. Not only are you paying the guy, the guy is just a cancer on the team at this point. Like, yeah, do I mean, you prefer that he's not even on the roster? I mean, I, I felt that way about Mike Zimmer yeah. as a coach. I felt that way about Gruden as a coach. Um, Even as bad as Tingler was and Andy was, I, I, didn't, I didn't despise those guys. Um. I've never really gone through it. I mean, I've never really gone through it with the Kings. But, yeah, what you're seeing with Rendon right now, dude, that's, that's awful. Like, you feel bad for almost everybody on the team, including Trout, any of them, Mickey Moniak, any yeah. of them. Yeah, no, I've never, uh, thankfully, I've never had anybody at that level. I mean, Ian Kinsler was out of here pretty quickly, yeah, right? That's true. Um, yeah, you know what? He'd, go, he'd Doug, be your guy. Doug Marabelli. Dude, Doug Marabelli's number one. yeah. Doug Marabelli was out of here pretty quick. Fuck but, that guy. But he was gone so quick. And I think they got somebody pretty decent in that trade that came they back. Did. They got somebody. Was it the reliever? Yeah, they got somebody that worked out fine. But Marabelli, like the second he got here, won it out the second he got here. Yeah. Probably Orsillo. <laughs> Fucking guy. Those Boston guys. Yeah. Dude, enough. Orsillo. <laughs> All right, next question. Hey, God, Don, Don does not qualify as Doug Mirabelli. I'm just fucking around. I could see somebody going, dude, Don's as bad as Mirabelli. He's not. He's fine. I'm just Boston, guys. We're just kidding. Okay. All right, next question. Do okay. you think you're a good wingman? Oh, yeah. I do, too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, it's funny. I'd be a really good wingman for, oh, yeah. I think the guys on my team that we travel when we travel to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you work for me. Yeah. Cause I, dude, I love the guys on my team. So I will hype them up like Connor, Jimmy Hughes. Um, I'm trying to think who else Trev. I don't know if Trev's single. I'm trying to think of the other guys that have come through my team that have been single, but Oh yeah. Yeah. They're those guys are, and they're rock stars. All yeah. of them. They're legends. Yeah. I mean, it makes it pretty easy. But yeah, I would say yes. All How right. about you? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think you are too. Well, it's because you're, 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 I mean, if you're a good friend, you're a good wingman. Yeah. You know, but, if you're but, not a good wingman, you're a dick. 
But one of the but the thing being a good wingman is you can't be trying to cut in. Exactly right. It's uh, guy code. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That's ridiculous. Can't do that. But once no. your buddy tells you, Hey, I'm into that girl, you're like Yeah. Well, watch me fuck this up. Yeah, I know. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck off. Now, where we haven't been a good wingman is for Erica. But dude, she gets in her own fucking way. Well, I know. That's the thing. And the other thing is I got bored quick. So, yeah. Dude, she, I've never seen anyone get in their way more than her. She's, so angry, so little. <laughs> Damn it. Dude. like the angriest little puppet. She is. I mean, you ever hear the expression you get more fucking flies what? with honey than fucking vinegar? Jesus. Girl's full of vinegar. <laughs> So fucking angry. She's full of something. Jesus. Taking pictures on motorcycles in the middle of the desert. You know what she kind was? of guy you're going to attract with that? I rode motorcycles. It's, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dave, let's go back to the big board. Okay. Who gets booed at Petcoat? 89 votes in. Are you shocked by this many people that no, bored on a Thursday all. night? Bob Melvin, a commanding lead. God damn, look at you, Told Dave. You. 43% of the vote in for Bob Melvin, 2% for Juan Soto. It's a dead heat between both and neither. Both at 27, neither at 28. Again, that's with 89 votes in. How will Mike Schilt be as a manager? 41 votes in so far, Dave. 47% say good. 31% say great. A disappointing but honest 22% say horseshit. Back to you. Yeah. All those came in from uh, fans of the St. Louis Gustavo Cardinals. Gustavo says he'll be pretty shilty. <laughs> Mr. Plow, our man Devin. Yeah. The only way he gets great is with a World Series win. Wow. Good for him. I like that. I like it, Dev. Raise the bar high. Is right. Okay. All right, here we go. What's the best parenting advice you could give to someone? Oh, my God. I just saw Laura Kane. She and I should do a parenting class after we were talking about how ugly kids were. Um. Best parenting advice, I would say, is two things. Number one, always be honest with your kids. Never lie to them. 100% agree. Always be honest with them. And number two is you can get along with your kids fine. You can have fun with your kids. That's fine, too. But remember, if you have a good friendship, that develops. But as soon as you start worrying more about being a friend than being a parent, you lose them, in my opinion. Because I have a great relationship with my kids, I love my kids. They're my best friends. But there's definitely been days, and they would tell you when they were here, when I lost my shit. And, and they know, dude, the, the last thing that, that make, be honest when you make a mistake and call them out on their shit. If you fuck up, be honest about it. Own it. There's yeah. no, I don't believe, in my opinion, that you don't lose any credibility is if you do something wrong and, and you own up to it. 100%. But my attitude with them from, from day one has just been honest with them. Let them know they're loved every day. Don't don't uh, go under the assumption that they know. I tell my kids in every conversation that I love them and they say it back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love the relationship I have with those guys. But, but I mean, you, you still have to be the parent and, and they still have to be the kid. And then the other thing is, as often as you can, I do things that they will remember because I swear to God, I fucked up my hip so bad in Toronto 
Doing what? Dude, we're on these cement floors, and I don't know what I did, but it's supposed to be your SI joint. Oh, you're talking about your back. Yeah, like your back yeah. and your hip. And uh, so, you know, you could just sit there and say, ah, you know, my back hurts. Well, they don't give a fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. But if you position it like I did, we're like, hey, what's up? What's up? The old stallion's slowing down a bit. <laughs> Is that what you say? Yeah. And they go, what did, what'd you just say? And they go, who, who, whoever in your life, they were so disgusted. Yeah. Has referred to you as either the stallion or the old stallion. I don't want to ever again hear a self-appointed nickname. I'm Love sorry it. I asked. That's the best. I guarantee you their mom's never given herself a self-appointed nickname. That's but funny. for any dad out there, feel free to steal it. Dave, when you're slowing down, well, Josh will hear this. But, yeah. but Josh, you can do it too. Just any guy. I don't care how old you are. If, if there's aches and pains, just tell somebody in your life, and do it in that dramatic voice. Ah, ah. Time's catching up with the old stallion. Dude, they will lose their shit. And it's great. Um, what's fine. your parenting advice? Uh, honesty is always big. I've always answered every question honestly when it's a direct question. If they yeah. ask me a direct question, even though, even if you feel like, oh, fuck, I don't want to talk about this, you can't lie. If you yeah. lie once, then you're done. So I always, I always answer honestly. Yeah, I think to the point my wife's like, "Fuck, why did you do? Why did you tell him?" Because, you know? uh, Dave, I would say this. Yeah. Because if you're critical of them, and not even critical, but just honest in your assessment in anything they do in life, if you're saying the negatives, and it doesn't mean you have to be the great Santini, but if you say, uh, you know, I had a great game today. Eh, not sure. I mean, you were two for forty. I don't know how you view that as great. But on the day when you go, man, you had a great game today. Congratulations. That was awesome. You killed it. It's going to mean so much more than if you're giving them acknowledgement like a participation award. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Just for me, that's the way I play it. The other thing I would say is, is this, as far as and whenever your kids are ready to talk, be ready to listen. Yeah. Don't blow them off. Right. And at the same time, don't talk unless they're ready to listen. No point of you talking if that you could tell they are not paying attention to what you're saying. Right now you're just then you're just a pain in their ass. Yeah. Say, you know what, when you're ready to you're ready to have a conversation, we'll talk. But if you could tell that they're blowing you off, fuck it. You you're just pissing them off. You aren't going anywhere. Yeah. That's when you that's when you change the tone though by just singing loud. Do you fucking hear me? Do you yeah. hear what I'm fucking saying? Hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, I don't want to talk anyways. <laughs> That's what my dad would do. Just sounds just like that. Yeah, no, I'm done. Oh, I guess you get it all figured out. Yeah, fine. You, you lost your ch you lost your chance, as I said. No, because I laugh at my own jokes all the time. And, dude, laugh with your kids, man. I think that's the biggest thing, too, is find ways to laugh with your kids. One of my favorite things, man, Jack was like nine, and we were up late. So I just started doing dramatic speeches jack i have been to hell and back <laughs> and i don't know what it's going to take but somehow i'm going to find it within myself to get to the top of the hill Jeez. jack how was that awful and i would just be like what 
Jack had never had an acting lesson. <laughs> and he would just stone face me. And then I would just, you know, I'm going to tell you something, Mark. That old horse of ours, old Nelly, I don't want to be the guy, but goddamn, when I look at what that <laughs> horse has meant to us and what he's meant to this farm, I'm going to be the man to take him behind the barn and do what has to be done. Jack, how was that? That was worse than the last one. I'd be like, just sit there. Fuck. I read him like 20 dramatic speeches just off the top of my head, and he just stone-faced me, never once acknowledged it. It was fucking great. I tell him all the time, Jack, should I do speeches again? Never again. You're the worst I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but I guarantee you when they're dads, one of those two fuckers will refer to themselves as the old stallion. Yeah. Guaranteed. And one of them will do the dramatic speeches with their kids. It's the best. All right. Last question. Okay. Sorry. What's your favorite cereal? Not a cereal guy. Ever? You were nah. never a cereal guy? You? Dude, I used to love cereal. I can't eat cereal at all anymore. It makes me sick as shit. But uh, I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother always had Frosted Flakes at her house. Fucking outstanding. And then oh, there you go. Then you'd go home and your mom had like Corn Flakes. And she was, didn't even have Corn Flakes. You went home and she had like Kroger Flakes. Oh, my God, dude. And then you, she's like, just add sugar to it. It's the same thing. And then all the sugar falls to the bottom. Uh, and you're yeah, taking a spoon gross. and you're scraping oh, at the bottom oh, of the bowl and shoving God, it in your mouth. That's terrible. Dude, the best cereal going, though, by far, <laughs> is uh, CTC. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Josh brought this shit home from college once. He goes, yeah. did you ever have it? I go, I'm not eating, eating that shit. And he goes, dude, you got to try it. And man, I, all of a sudden, it's like the nacho thing with me, where I have a problem with nachos. Like if I What's go- What's your problem? Okay, let's say you're having a party, and you got the yeah. whole nacho thing set up in the back. You got the jalapenos oh, over there. You yeah. got the nachos. You got the cheese. Grilled so chicken. Black so, and chicken. No, I'm talking nachos right now. No, I got it, but you don't want chicken on your nachos? Not at all. Oh, not at wow, all. look at you. Cheese. You bean? Cheese, nope. Cheese, jalapenos, nachos. You know what? Hang on real quick. Yeah. Dan and Gavin, they're yeah. black olive guys on their nachos. <laughs> green, o- green olives. <laughs> no, guys. they chives. Guy. I literally almost said something in the mic that, uh, that would have been really bad. That we would have added. added. That one I would have added. We added. That one would have done a gun. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so... Damn you guys! Why do they why do they subscribe? So uh, so they're almost home free. Yeah. So when I'm done with the like the nachos, I'm like, man, I go there's so give me okay, okay but, so so because okay. building the nachos, okay. David, it's a science. It's so you're going so you go and you grab your little whatever styrofoam bowl or whatever the fuck they have in the backyard. Yeah, and then you you pour the cheese on top. Then I a shitload of jalapenos. Okay. Oh wow! And then if I get to the bottom of the bowl and there's cheese in it still, I'm like, fuck! I got to go get more nachos. Stadium nachos and, are awful. Oh, my God, dude. I'll eat those, too. Tostitos? I'll still eat them. And at the same time, I'm a nacho guy. And at the same time, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll do the do the move the other way where, well, fuck. I'm out of cheese, but I got chips in here. I got to go get more cheese and start all over. Oh. And then it takes about five bowls to get the perfect combination. Five. Dude, I, and it can't stop. So this guy doing CTC. Okay, by the way, speaking of nachos, you ever go to, like, islands and they put, like, the shredded cheese on it and then melt yeah. it in? And then you take that one chip and like yeah, half just all of it comes out. That's because some rookie built the tower. And everyone at the table's looking at you yeah, like, what are you, what's your move? Great. And you're like, I already touched it. I guess I'm taking all the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Dan and Gavin are like, that's fine. You left a black on or black olives. So, so cinnamon toast crunch real quick. Okay. So I try this getting cinnamon toast crunch. It's just like the cinnamon twist. You see me buy at Taco Bell. Oh yeah. And, uh, 
I'm eating it. I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. And next thing you know, man, I'm eating like half the box. I cannot Dave. stop eating this shit. Jesus Christ. But dude, it is like salt on a snail, dude. I have no strength. Like I barely can walk up the stairs, dude. <laughs> I can't feel my legs, barely feel my arms. And just collapse into a coma going, this was the worst idea ever. Where I, I can't buy it. I can't even keep Jesus it in the house. Jesus Christ. I'm a complete mess, dude. Okay, one last visit to the big okay. board. Uh, how will Mike Schilt be as a manager, Dave? We've got an amazing 60 votes in. 44% say good. 32% say great. 24% say horseshit. Now, as we go to who gets booed at Petco, 110 votes in. was still 23 hours ago. Bob Melvin, commanding lead. Dave, you nailed it. 40%. Juan Soto still at 20% or at 2%, excuse me, for Juan Soto, just 2%, 28% for both, 31% for neither. So right now, Bob Melvin with a commanding lead in who gets booed at Petco as Dave predicted, and Mike Schilt as a good manager with 44% in the lead, 32% great, horse shit way behind at 24, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, the season started. You lose 14 to 1, but you aren't horseshit yet. Yeah. And they fire him. Horseshit. No. This guy's terrible. We had to cheer for that guy. Oh, my God. That's too All right, back party. here Monday night? Uh, I can probably go Sunday if you want to go All Sunday. All right, we'll so try to go me. Sunday. All we'll right. see everybody Sunday. Good deal. Back screen door, I laugh so hard I 